Hi, and welcome to Security Explained. I'm Chris Grayson. I'm Drew Porter. And I'm Logan Lamb. We're coming to you every two weeks with tips and tricks on how to protect yourself and your loved ones out there on the internet and in real life. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about home security systems. When people talk about securing their home, most of the time they're thinking about what we call a home security system. There's a lot of bad information and marketing fluff out there about what these systems are and what they really do. And we want to clear some of these misconceptions up. In this episode, we're going to cover how home security systems work, why you should have one, how they can come up short, and how to address those shortcomings. By the time we're through, you'll be well equipped with the knowledge of what to shop for if you're on the market and how you should configure your home security system to best ensure the safety of your property and its inhabitants. Let's dig in. All right, Drew, why don't you get us started telling us a bit of history about uh, how home security systems came about? Yeah, home security systems have been around for a lot longer than we imagine. What I mean by that is the Romans... Um, going back, you know, a few thousand years, uh, would actually use sticks and twigs, and then they upgraded, uh, upgraded to geese. And these geese were kind of like dogs as we treat them today. Uh, but they treated these geese as a security system for whatever they wanted to be guarded. So geese, uh, outside of sticks and leaves, uh, geese were the first active uh, home security system that would really alert people. And then, you know, as technology improves, as humanity improves, we moved away from geese and started to get more reliable security systems. So, you know, 19th, 20th century, uh, we are now having uh, home security systems, which are tied with their series of bells that are tied with strings uh, that would alert people when someone's made entrance. And then electricity happened. And they this allowed for actual sensors to be placed on doors to then set a signal to a control box. And these boxes, I mean, they're, they're really rudimentary. They're wooden. Uh, a little flag would go up to say, uh, you know, the library has been accessed. And this in itself scared people at the same time because electricity was new. So there was a lot of rumors out there that like these home security systems that use electricity will, you know, give you cancer. And a lot of the rumors we kind of see with, uh, you know, like like 5G. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Those rumors aren't new. Um, You just replace the technology with something new. But literally, they, yeah, (laughs) you get cancer from them. Um, but that they, so a lot of people were very hesitant to adopt these and it didn't start coming around until churches actually started to install them. There's been newspaper articles of thieves who are trying to steal from like donation plates, uh, being caught with these alarm systems. And those were published in the newspaper and people weren't dying when they were installing these into their homes or into their uh, businesses. And remember, I mean, at this time, only the very, very wealthy could afford one of these systems. Um, so it was very limited. But as soon as people, commenters saw that the wealthy weren't dying because they had them, they started to gain a little bit of traction. And this kept on building and building and building until we have to, you know, the 1990s. In the 1990s, you know, home security systems kind of hit a peak 
where it came to both innovation and for allowing uh, people wanting it in their houses. <clears throat> now, there has been some innovation since then, but there hasn't been a ton. The, the most innovation we're talking about now is like mobile apps is the biggest jump in innovations. But the sensors themselves, uh, the, the background, uh, the technology, how it all pretty much operates has not really changed since the 1990s, which is very interesting when you look at it from a technology standpoint, because it looks all new and flashy, but the core components really are the same. It's just a new cover on it. So with that, uh, you know, today, home security systems are everywhere. I mean, I don't feel that there's anyone that feels that a home security system is going to give them cancer, even the wireless ones, which seems to be a big worry with some folks. But it really is it's odd to see someone without a home security system now if they have um, a house or an apartment or even if they are just trying to secure um, you know uh, a small storage con container uh, we've seen little alarm systems on those as well so from geese to mobile apps and wireless sensors i mean that's the so early there yeah we have gone so far <laughs> with alarm systems i i i kind of wish that like ADT still had like a geese option where you could just like <laughs> they would give you a fleet of geese and then, yeah. honestly if i was a, if i was a burglar and i saw a house surrounded by like aggressive geese i wouldn't rob the place so like you don't even have to know that i'm there they're literally terrifying yeah, they are terrifying. If you haven't Great seen their teeth, time. like just Google that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Logan, let's kick it over to you. Uh, tell me a bit about what are the core concepts behind home security systems? Why do we want them? What are the capabilities that they give us? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm pretty sure everyone out there is relatively familiar with home security systems, what they are, uh, some of the benefits, but I'll run through them real quick. Um, right off the bat, uh, when a home security system is armed and someone breaks into the home, a very loud siren will kick off. Okay, and there are a couple of benefits to this. Uh, the first one is that it lets the residents know that someone is breaking into their home, right? The second is it um, lets the criminal know that um, the residents are aware that their home is being broken into. And the third is that even your neighbors will know someone is breaking into your home, right? So um, this acts as a great deterrent. Um, also, along with the siren, uh, home security systems will also notify the authorities so that they can respond in a timely manner so that they can help prevent the crime while it's in progress. Um, yeah, so... Uh, prior to recording this episode, I went and looked at some of the um, you know, bylines from home security system companies, and they claim that nine out of 10 burglars will avoid a home with a home security system. And of uh, convicted burglars who have broken into a home, 60% will avoid homes that have home security systems installed. Which makes me wonder about the other forty. I, I was like, that, that other guy's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah so that's that's like I, I get phone calls all the time from my uh, my mom's security. So my mom has a security system at her house, and I get phone calls all the time uh, from I think it's ADT because it's like, 
ah, there's a thunderstorm and we're pretty sure that like the house is broken into and it's like it's just rattling the sensors like it, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be the boy who cried wolf at some point but like oh it was actually broken into and it's like i'm ignoring this phone call now um yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so um uh, just besides um notifying the residents the neighbors the burglar that everyone's aware a home is being broken into and notifying the authorities uh just having a home security system installed with a little um i guess a flag in your yard lets the burglars know um that they should just target another house uh, i'm not sure who the quote's from but are, you guys are surely familiar with um you know you don't have to run faster than a bear you just have to run faster than your friends Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if there are homes uh, around, uh, yeah, homes around your home which do not have a home security system installed, the burglars will likely target those homes because it's there's less risk to, to them of being caught. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so in these systems, like, what if I buy a home security system? What all components or hardware should I expect to be working with, Drew? Yeah, so home security systems are a little bit different than commercial security systems. So some people will, if they're familiar with their security system at their office, they'll see a home security system and be like, hey, there's missing components. Um, But there's not. They're actually just combined together. So the, the first one is going to be the keypad. Now, a keypad and a typical security system only does so much. But in a home security system, it usually is a it can be a hub or it can be it has many controlling components into it um, which are critical for the whole home security system to operate sometimes it can be there's another thing called a base station which is what you connect to so that actually the alert can go out to a dispatch center and police can be deployed but sometimes that base station and, and these home security systems are in the keypad so if it just has a keypad, it probably also has the base station. So you have the keypad in the beginning, uh, which has, you know, a control panel in it. And then you have a base station. And if it's not a separate unit, it's built into the keypad. So you have a multifunction keypad. So though those are three separate items, they might just come packaged as one item in the house. So if you see that, don't be too worried that you're not having everything. It's just all packaged into one. And we'll talk about how you can protect that or or make it uh, more protected later in this episode. The next thing, the thing that everyone knows outside of the standard keypad and base station is the sensors, right? The little white boxes or the little black boxes that you place depending on the color that you want to get to it. You can actually get a whole wide range of colors in in a lot of places, but white is the most common one um, because it seems to go well with everyone's house. It, uh, but these little boxes that you'll place on your doors, on your windows, you can have motion detectors, you can have glass break sensors. And when Chris was talking about, you know, a thunderstorm happening and getting a call from ADT, that's probably from a glass break sensor. And that glass break sensor is one where it's not just going off of sound, but also possibly vibration of a window. Um, but yeah, there are false false alerts that can happen. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about those. But door sensors, window sensors, motion sensors, glass break sensors. There's tons of other types of sensors. But those are the most common that you'll find in your house. And the ones that you'll see the most often 
when you're walking around and you, you'll notice, if you've never noticed it beforehand, look at a door, look at a window. And if it's a wireless system, it will have a little white box, a little black box, uh, and a corresponding piece to it onto the door, on the window. And that's part of the alarm system. So those are the major components of them uh, when you're actually getting everything. And, and are, these, uh, are these wired or, or wireless, Logan? Yeah, so um, sensors come in both flavors. Um, uh, the nice thing about wireless sensors is they are incredibly easy to install. Uh, to install wired sensors, you have to run wires throughout your home, which is costly, and who wants to run wires, right? <laughs> so given that um, wired and wireless sensors perform uh, to the same level, uh, People prefer wireless, but um, we'll get into it later in the episode. Vulnerabilities that affect wireless that do not affect wired and vice versa. So we have wired versus wireless. And then like, is this something that's one and done? I pay for it once and I, I get it all the time or how, what, what's the payment model for these, uh, for these systems? Yeah. So this is actually when it comes to selecting a home security system, one of the more critical parts that a lot of people just skip over. So you have month-to-month and you have long-term contracts. If you can get month-to-month, you always want that. Uh, And that's just because it gives you more flexibility. There are contracts out there that are multi-year contracts that you usually have to sign when you are getting a new system with some of the bigger players. And that's also because they'll give you like a when you see the term free alarm system, it usually means they want you to sign a three to five year contract. So you have, you know, one to five year contracts, which are standard. Or you have month to month with that, if you want to go to a month to month. And some some places just never do month to month, but a lot of them do. They just never advertise it. How you do that is you pay for the gear up front. And the gear is not cheap. So if you see a price tag that's like $500, $700, that's going to be fairly typical. But if you can pay for that up front, then you'll get um, into a month-to-month contract. And that will save you a lot of headache down the road. Because these alarm systems, I mean, how they're making money, these alarm companies, these dispatch companies, is just by that month-to-month contract. So if you move, they don't care. They're like, take the system with you. And you're like, but it's already installed in the house. I can't like (laughs) fully uninstall it. They'll still have you pay for that month, uh, that contract until it's over. Um, And it is a situation where I've had many family members run into where they've installed it. And it becomes really difficult when it's a wired system that's installed. Uh, uninstalling those is, you know, terrible. It, you just take the hit and you pay the contract for the months when you're not using that house. And if you're renting, it becomes even worse. Um, but yeah, try to do month to month. If you can't, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can't pay for the gear up front. Um, then, you know, a two-year contract might be the option that you have to go with. So, Yeah, and you call these... You call these- Companies basically dispatch companies, so so they do some form of of alerting. Is there a difference in in the sorts of alerting that they do as well? Yeah, so there are when you're selecting a security system, there are typically three modes of alerting. 
The first one is a what we clo- call a self-contained or closed system, and that's slang name for it. It is uh, a system where only you are alerted. So maybe you get a text message or an email, or sometimes if you, depending on how you have it set up, it will call you and say, there's an alarm going off. Or if it has an app, it will alert you like, hey, there's an alarm going off. Um, but no one gets dispatched, right? No, no one else is alerted. So if you get an alarm that says, hey, uh, something is happening, and you miss it because you're in a meeting or you're talking with friends or your battery runs out of your phone, like you miss that alert uh, totally. The next one is a dispatch center is alerted, uh, but no police is dispatched, which is a really odd uh, configuration, though it is out there. But to have a dispatch center be alerted and then they'll call you to let you know, hey, something is wrong. And and the one of the benefits outside of the first one that this one gives you is if they can't contact you, they'll contact another number and they'll go through the list of numbers or communication routes that you've given them to alert you that, hey, something is going on. I personally do not recommend that route and the self-alerted one. uh, I also do not recommend. The one I do recommend is the dispatch center is alerted and police are dispatched. So what will happen is you are out uh, getting dinner with some friends or family and you are going and you get a phone call and you miss the phone call. Doesn't matter. The dispatch center will say like, okay, there's an alarm that's going off. We're going to dispatch police. Or you get a phone call and you answer it and they're like, hey, this is such and such security. Um, We've detected an intrusion. And they will go and say, you know, are you at your house? Is this a false alarm? Do you know someone that's coming to your house that, you know, maybe tripped the alarm? And if you say... You know, I don't know anyone that was going to my house. Yeah, this is probably real. They will then dispatch police, which is the best case and the only recommended scenario I recommend. But everyone's use case is different. Sometimes they don't want police to be dispatched or sometimes they're in an area where police dispatch is going to take 30 minutes. So it doesn't really do anything. And having all this other fees, because there are other fees associated with that, having a dispatch that can do that may not be worth it for them. But yeah, if you can get that last one, that's how I would do it. But there are three options that you can go with in a typical home security alarm system. And, and you know, every single thing that we talk about on the show is always like, oh, this is perfect security. There's no flaws here, right? But obviously, home security systems don't fall into that category. So like, what are, what are some of the ways that these home security systems will fail? How, how will they kind of like not protect you even though you have them? Okay, Uh, I'll dive in here on uh, the wireless side. So wireless sensors, they're vulnerable to classes of vulnerabilities that affect all wireless communications. So wireless sensors, um, they broadcast their commands and anyone can receive them. So uh, there are a couple uh, features that fall out from that. Uh, one of the first ones is a bad guy can just monitor the communications from your sensors to your base station, which is a fun scenario. They can set up a recording device and listen to all of your door opens, window opens, what have you. <laughs> um, another 
class of vulnerabilities that affect all wireless systems is jamming. So uh, I'm sure people are familiar with seeing this in the movies. If you have a wired sensor connected to a base station, the bad guys will snip the wire and then everything's fine and they can break in. Well, wireless systems also run into this issue where if the wireless systems, uh, wireless sensors communications do not make it to the base station, then the base station is completely unaware of whether or not a door or window has opened when it should not have. And a bad guy can jam these communications in a couple different ways. But the simplest way is to just blast out noise, RF noise, which will prevent all wireless communications uh, around a particular frequency. And uh, Drew and I can talk about jamming more in a couple minutes. Uh, another class of vulnerability wireless sensors are vulnerable to is replay. Not all wireless sensors are vulnerable to replay, but when I was doing this research a couple of years ago, many were. And a replay attack is when a bad guy is able to record a legitimate transmission and then play that transmission back uh, to a receiver. And the receiver believes that communication was legitimate and was sent by the original sender. And um, uh, specifically with home security systems, there are two forms of replay attacks which can ruin your day. The first is replaying um, a, an alarm condition. So if a home security system is armed, uh, say a bad guy is breaking into or targeting a home in a cul-de-sac, and all of these homes have wireless home security systems, they can capture these legitimate door open, window open uh, messages and replay those to multiple homes causing false alarms. And after enough false alarms, people will no longer treat um, the alarm conditions as legitimate. And the other issue with replay attacks is wireless sensors will periodically send a supervision, supervision message to the base station, just phoning home and saying, yes, I'm still okay. Yes, I'm still okay. So, Combining jamming and replay attacks, a bad guy can jam the legitimate uh, alarm condition commands and replay the healthy supervision commands to the base station. That's that's so. I remember a few years back when uh, Drew you joined my family for uh, for Christmas, and you brought a bag of goodies uh, that had a bunch of a bunch of like cool lockpick stuff and just various kind of hacking components. But I think the thing that blew them away the most was the 9-volt battery attached to the tiny electronics component. And I think you even like ripped out of something. Like it, it wasn't intended to be a, a device that could actually jam something. But if you put enough like, like electric current through it, it would actually jam. Um, and I remember you, you had this in your pocket and walked in the front door and the alarm system did not beep. Like it, it did not realize that that door had opened and everybody was like, whoa, that's so crazy. So that, that design, that, that uh, one that I brought was actually a Logan Lamb design um, that he found when we worked at a company together. 
Um, there is a little bit more advanced one that I made just uh, so that I could do two frequencies instead of just one. Uh, did, did you have two transmitters? Uh, so it does have two. So the one that I use has two transmitters. There's actually a different hardware component that you buy that transmits on a few different frequencies, but you can select what ones you do it on. And I have it selected for the two most common, which is for those who really want to geek out on it, 433 megahertz and 315 megahertz. Um, but yeah, there are simple devices that you can put together that cost less than $3 to put together. And you can defeat these wireless uh, alarm systems. You basically create a bubble. And if you want to spend more money, if you want to spend, you know, $15, you can start making this wireless bubble a lot bigger and start affecting not just, you know, that particular sensor you're attacking, but whole sections of a house. And if you want to spend even a little bit more money, you can start affecting whole neighborhoods. Um, the FCC is you- really going to appreciate that. The FCC, yeah. Uh, yeah. Luckily, luckily, your jamming frequencies uh, aren't typically uh, closely monitored. So a lot of times, these individuals who would originally see jamming happening uh, won't uh, take take a lot of notice to it. I'm sure there are like some individuals that will see it, but it's unlikely. It's not like you're jamming cellular communication, uh, which is seen by tons of people and all the carriers when you're doing that. But... Uh, it is a very, you know, t- when you see an action and you're not used to seeing it, it can become very eye-opening to people like, oh, my alarm system doesn't do a lot um, for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so there's obvious shortcomings to the wireless systems. I, the wired systems also have to be vulnerable to similar things, no? Very much so. The wired systems, though they don't have jamming, they do have other vulnerabilities that affect them. And some of these actually also affect the wireless systems. The first one, the easiest way to get around pretty much any door or window sensor in a home security environment is you just bring a big enough magnet and you can place it to where the, where the sensor is at, open the door or open the window and the alarm system still thinks that there is no motion there or that door hasn't been opened. Um, so t- placing a, a, a large magnet on these is one of the easiest ways to bypass a lot of these entry and exit sensors that are on these home security systems. And that affects both wired and wireless. Uh, another thing that affects both wired and wireless, and then we'll move to just the wired vulnerabilities, is going to be bypassing like motion sensors. So motion sensors are interesting in that in the home security world, a lot of time they rely on one technology and that one technology is infrared. Infrared has some interesting properties to it, but my favorite thing to do is you can bypass infrared motion sensors by you know getting a sufficiently thick enough uh, space blanket and walking past it. Um, hold, <laughs> holding a pane of glass will also get you bypass a motion sensor. I'm just thinking um, of burglar. Like if, if my place is getting bur- burglarized and I walk out and see like a shiny ghost, I'm going to be terrified. Like that's actually probably more effective <laughs> than like, I'm just going to run out. Yeah. 
it is uh so don't think that your motion sensors are like the end-all be-all though a lot of companies will actually kind of advertise the motion sensors as the end-all be-all and you know there's more things about motion sensors that we can't get into into this particular episode uh but if you get more into the world of alarm systems you'll notice funny things that alarm companies do also, if you have a pet and you want a motion sensor, uh, don't get one of the ones that are pet rated. Those are also vulnerabilities built into the system. But on the wired system in particular, now those affect both wired and wireless. <clears throat> but on the wired ones in particular, uh, one of the biggest things that we see is incorrect installation. And there, are, this can be a wide range of things. And we don't have to get too technical on it. but the ability for a sensor to always appear to be on is very easily fooled on a incorrect installed um, home security system. So this works the same as jamming in the sense that no matter what you do, the, the actual um, control panel never sees any change in the state of the sensor itself. So it never knows the door is closed. It never knows the door is open. It just always sees it as closed. And then the other one uh, that we've actually ran into and a few times is wires breaking. So with wires breaking, over time, wires can degrade. Uh, I've actually seen, as cliche as it is, uh, animals have chewed through wires. And with this, what happens is users, home users, you know, everyone's busy and they're like, oh, I'll get to it eventually. I'll get it to it eventually. And they never get to it. So what they do is they start bypassing these sensors when they're alarming their house. And what that means is you can bypass a sensor to temporarily turn it off so you can alarm your house and so that it will actually still provide some protection, just not protection to where that one sensor is. And this, though not as common as it's been before, still you you see this with alarm systems. And it's hard to repair on the wireless, on the wired side, excuse me, uh, when you have something like a broken wire. Another thing that I've seen is people, they'll notice, oh, uh, because they have their alarm systems installed incorrectly, oh, I have a broken wire. I see where it's at. Instead of fixing it, they'll just short the wires together or they'll try to fix it with like electrical tape. But really what happens is they short the wire, which causes what's called a closed loop. And that's what the alarm system is looking for in most installations. And again, this is if it's done incorrectly. And it will, again, never see that that door is open or closed, that window is open or closed, or that motion sensor is detecting motion. Um. And we've we've seen that before with home users as well, where they like they pulled on a wire, it broke, and then they try to fix it, and they do this ghetto wrap with electrical tape, and it just defeats that sensor, and they don't know it until we come and see it. Now with all these, I mean, uh, we have you know broken to high security facilities that have motion sensors, and usually they'll have what's called a dual technology motion sensor which uses more than just infrared. It uses microwave as well. But, um, you know, in the, in the home side, uh, you don't see that. But there are some places that don't have that. 
uh, and they're considered high security facilities. There was a government facility that we broke into and how we got past the motion detector there is we saw in one of these little huddle rooms, there's these small conference rooms that they have. They have these big uh, post-it notepads, right? That sit on like an easel. We grabbed it and we just held it above our head while we were walking through the motion sensors and it wasn't picking us up. <laughs> and <laughs> so, uh, you know, <laughs> if you see someone walking around your neighborhood with a big post-it note uh, uh, device or a big post-it note uh, pad, uh, you know, follow them around. No, it might actually be a hard criminal. Yeah, <laughs> or definitely true. hard and criminal or, or, or you're seeing me walk around in your neighborhood <laughs> or it's just either way. Just be scared. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so that's, so, that, well, that, that covers the sensors. What about the, what about the base stations? The, the base stations are vulnerable to many of the same vulnerabilities that affect the sensor to keypad communications. So regardless of, uh, the medium of the link between the base station and the dispatch center, whether that is wireless or wired, bad guys can still uh, prevent the communications from getting to the destination, whether that be by cutting wires or jamming um, the backhaul link, which is generally cellular at this point. Um, yeah, yeah, bad guys have a couple different ways of preventing. Um, the alarm signal from getting to the dispatch center. Gotcha. Uh, so that's to say, that's to say, basically, like even if all the other sensors are working, if the base station can't, like, like if you have it configured so that it's supposed to phone home and then the dispatch center is supposed to call the cops, if it can't reach out and and reach that dispatch center, then it's all for naught. Uh, that's exactly right. It's not completely for naught though, because the siren will still go off uh, in the home. But the authorities won't be notified. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. to like all the times that I hear a car alarm. I, I don't think I've ever heard a car alarm and thought like, I should probably go see if that car is getting stolen. It's usually like, God, there's just another car alarm. But, but, but when I hear home alarms, it's a different story. Uh, but and, and, you know, Drew, we were talking earlier about one other risk that I had never actually heard of is like, even if it's a legitimate home security system, there can be uh, like malicious parties that are doing the installation that are selling these systems to you? Like how realistic is that? Yeah. So home security scams is something that is actually a, a very real threat and worrisome. <clears throat> and how, how these will work is the criminals will come in with, they'll come to your house and they'll look like a representative from an alarm company. And they'll ask you certain questions that you should never answer um, they'll ask you, Hey, do you have an alarm system in your house? And they'll introduce themselves like, Oh, I'm so-and-so with so-and-so alarm company. And it may not be a major brand that you've heard of. It might be a smaller brand and it will be a actual legitimate alarm company. They're just not with them. Um, but they'll come in and they'll ask, do you have a home security system? And, you know, people will say, uh, I don't. And, well, that just lets the criminals know that they're going to be able to break in here. No problem. Uh, but then the criminals will say, well, we're giving away free home security systems to individuals uh, that comes at absolutely no cost to you for the first year. And what we're looking for is just being able to let us let let us know your experience with the alarm system. 
And this is the, they'll go with the, you know, the skies of we're a newer alarm company. We're just trying to do some market research. So what happens then is they'll want to take a look inside your house. And even if you have an alarm system, they'll ask, can I look inside your house? And they'll go. And what they're really doing is, you know, not looking at your alarm system. They'll act like they are, but they're actually looking at your stuff. Like, do you have valuable equipment to steal here? And where is it so that they can get in and out very quickly? And some of them, uh, if you go and let's say you don't have an alarm system, you let them look in your house, they will legitimately offer you an alarm system that you will be able to use. Now, usually what happens is your house will get broken into like two to three days after that. Um, and or maybe a little bit more time has passed after that and all your stuff will be gone. Then they'll come in and they'll be like, hey, we're here with your alarm system. And then you'll be like, oh, man, I just had my stuff broken into. And then you want to take it. The thing with that is they're going to program in your code with it. Uh, but outside of that, they also have their own code that's installed so that they can disarm it, right? The little four to six digit pin that's entered in to disarm an alarm system. So a month later, after you get your insurance check and you've bought your all your stuff back, they'll come in, break into your house, disable your alarm system and go and uh, steal all your stuff. Or they know that you have an alarm system. Uh, they know exactly what type you have and they will go and uh, not even disable it, they'll go and just defeat it, either whether that be jamming, like the cellular signal you always hear. Uh, and Logan kind of talked about it. Uh, a lot of people will say like, oh, you can't cut cellular, uh, these alarm companies. And it's like, yeah, but you can jam it. And how long does it take for the companies on the back end to actually notify you? The answer is, if it's a really, really on top of it company, five days. Um if they are not on top of it, some of the bigger players takes 30 days and even worse, some of them take six months. And we've tested this out with different alarm system companies to see what their response time was on jamming uh, of a of a base station. And there was one that was six months long. And then they finally contacted me and they're like, hey, uh, we can't see your system. And I was just like, oh, oh cool. when was the last time you saw it? i know the answer i want to see what they tell me Uh, and they they were not truthful um but then with that uh and then you call them out on their truthfulness and usually when i'm doing this type of research i don't call the companies out right there um but you sometimes like i called them out on this one and they're just like well uh, there is a battery pack in the keypad and sometimes it can transmit the signal even though it's not installed uh no also a lie, but regardless, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so even if you're jamming a cellular signal, like you're not going to get alerted for a few days, um, which is really terrible because if you're away from home, you are expecting it to be protected. But yeah, that's one of the common scams with home security systems. And it's one of the more scary ones because the person who's going to be breaking in it already knows your house, knows where everything is. And knows where all your valuables are, so it becomes a very streamlined um, theft. Yeah, yeah. The takeaway then, uh, I mean, it, we've been we've been talking a bit about how bad these systems are, but it you know it, it's not as if we shouldn't have these systems at all, right? Are there ways that we can get home security systems 
into a configuration or in, in the right place so that they still provide some value so that it's not just like, oh, these things are bypassable 10 ways from Sunday? Well, Chris, uh, there are no perfect, um, perfectly secure systems. No. And home security yeah. systems, yeah, they're not an exception, right? So even with all of the deficiencies we've outlined here, they still provide value in deterring criminals. And I'm not a homeowner, so I can't attest to this personally, but it's my understanding that if a person buys a home security system for their home, it reduces their insurance. I don't know if that's enough to actually offset the cost of owning a home security system, but still, I I think it's totally worth it to deter criminals. Yeah, and the savings usually isn't worth it. Like the cost of the alarm system is going to be more than the savings uh, for that first year. But uh, when you make a claim for your insurance company, so if something does get stolen, let's say, um, <clears throat> they will uh, be more willing to work with you, it seems, when you have that. And, and I've never personally experienced that myself. I haven't had to make an insurance claim on stolen goods, uh, luckily, knock on wood. And, but with that, I have had friends that have had to do it. And from what they've told me is it was easier if they said they had an alarm system and the insurance company already knew that. Uh, so, so what actually matters in these systems then? What, what, what are the takeaways? Things that matter, uh, with these systems, uh, outside of, you know, actually having one, right? Um, yeah, they have all these failures, but as, as Chris and Logan said, you want one, right? Like we always would recommend one. Even though I know all these failures, I still have one at my house. And, but you, you want to have the capability, like I said earlier, police being dispatched, right? That is one of the features you always want to look for in an alarm system. And luckily, most of them offer that. Having two keypads, uh, and this goes to the uh, home security systems where everything is controlled by the keypad. So they don't have a separate base station. Like I was saying, it's those multi, multi units that have everything in a keypad. You do not want that, uh, just out and about. Like if you are in your house, let's say it's a one story house, have it right by the door. You generally don't want that. You want to hide it, but also having a separate keypad that all it does is turn on and turn off the alarm system. So if a criminal does come and they hit that keypad with a hammer, it's not the controlling system that has the base station attached to it. Now, if you have a separate base station with your alarm system, you don't have to worry about this, but some of the systems do come with everything integrated into a keypad. So having two keypads and then that second keypad can actually be in your room. And... Uh, in the master bedroom or, you know, an, an office or something like that. Just make sure that it is away from any windows so someone can't just peer in and see where that keypad is. That's the other thing when you're installing, if you're doing a self-install, when you're installing a keypad, you want it to be installed quickly uh, or be able to be installed over by one of the entrances that you're typically going to use. But what you don't want is people to be able to see that keypad without having to open up the door. Or if you have a keypad, let's say like at a garage door entrance, you don't want it to be able to be seen from the outside of your house. And this is because criminals will go and they'll profile houses and they'll see, hey, 
Um, they're, they're very, very smart with identifying, you know, technology used in alarm systems. They'll see your garage door is open. Maybe your door to your house <clears throat> in between your garage door is also open and they can peer into your house. Not only are they looking at all the stuff that they're going to steal, they're looking at the alarm system that you have. And if they see a particular shaped keypad uh, that is very particular for that company, they're going to know this is the type of alarm system that they have and this is how I'm going to get around it, right? The other thing that you have here is having the sign out front. And Logan talked about this a little bit, but that sign out front that says protected by, you know, uh, ADT or protected by Simply Safe is the part that gives some of the highest security to your home security system. It is the part that deters criminals before they even start looking in. So you never have to worry about it going to the state to where they're breaking in, right? It doesn't deter all criminals, as we said, but it does deter a high en- amount of them. Yeah. With and, that. And small, small life hack there for the folks that may not be in a position where they can afford or want to shell up for a home security system. The cheapest and most cost-effective home security system is buying one of those stickers or buying one of those signs and putting it in your front yard, regardless of whether or not you have one. Because <laughs> I, most criminals are not be like, well, they've got the stickers. I don't know if together they have a real one. Like it, it's just, it's just not worth it. And if you do have a home security alarm system installed, which we hope you do, make sure that sign out front is not that same company that you have installed, right? So that's another life hack. Huh. So if you have a ADT or a Simply Safe or you know whatever, a Protect America, make sure you have a different system uh, in there. Um, you know, I, if you have an ADT system, have a uh, you know, simply safe sign out front, or if you have a simply safe system, have a uh, a Honeywell uh, sign out front, have a Brink sign out front, whatever. Just don't make it the same company that you actually have installed because you don't want that to be leaking information to the criminals like, oh, they have a simply safe system. I know how to bypass this very easily. Um, and then the next thing that you should have on top of all of this uh, the, is have a camera system. Right now, cameras, what cameras do is they do two things. If a criminal sees a camera, it will deter them. But if they don't see the camera, what it allows you to do is to get images. Unfortunately, cameras just let you see how someone broke into your house. Right. Um, But with that, it does allow you to see uh, capture images. And hopefully, you know, law enforcement can go and uh, capture that individual. With that. I would recommend having a camera system that is not connected or controlled by the same system uh, as your home security system. And that is because if a criminal has the capability to defeat your home security system, they're going to have possibly the same capability to defeating the camera system as well um, or cutting off the feeds or anything like that. Mm, I, I have two separate systems. I have a home security system uh, that is controlled by one company, and I have another camera system which is uh, uh, not monitored by any one company. It's actually monitored by myself, but it does. Uh, it is a totally separate company. I get alerts right away. Um, you know, and people are kind of used to this idea now. Even the most basic items, having a uh, ring or having a Nest system, will be very beneficial to allow them to see who is coming to their doors and stuff like that. You can have that same type of system outside of just your doorbell. 
around your house to be able to detect when there is motion. Or one of the things that you can see is, and one of the reasons why I have a camera system combined with my home security system, I consider it part of my home security system, is if I see individuals who aren't my neighbors, and you should always know your neighbors. So if you don't go know your neighbors, go and say hello to them. Um, but who aren't my neighbors who are walking back and forth, um, maybe they're, you know, s- solicitors or something like that. You don't know who they are. You can make a note of it like, okay, I've seen this individual five times in the last five days um, walking around the block. Uh, but they've never, but they never go to anyone's houses, right? Or they only go to people's houses that don't have the alarm system signs and stuff like that. But having that system separate is always recommended as well. And with all this, the the final conclusion, what I would say with all this, right, is definitely get a home security alarm system. Definitely work and uh, do these little life hacks that we kind of talked about the two keypads, the different signage, having a camera system outside of that. Understand that your home security system is not an end-all be-all. But if you have any questions, feel free to ask a professional, right? And and there are many professionals out there that doesn't, you know, you can always message us. We won't be able to respond probably as quick as other professionals, but you can call an alarm system company. Uh, Yeah, we're not alarm (laughs) system professionals, by the way. Uh, We're better at breaking alarm systems than we are, you know, correctly installing alarm systems. So uh, just a keynote there. Talk to the people that actually have the capability or have the years of experience installing these and they'll be able to really guide you into what type of system you need, what you don't need, find a local installer. You know, you don't just have to call some of the big companies. You can find local installers and they'll be a lot more helpful than a lot of these big companies. You might still get a big company alarm system, but uh, and some people want that. But at the same time, you will also have a personalized relationship where you can ask these people questions. And I even reach out to individuals who I know who are professional alarm system installers. And when I have questions, I'm like, I, I don't know everything. I, I'm running into this thing I've never ran into before. And they'll go and they'll answer it very quickly. They'll be like, oh, yeah, this, 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 and this. So never never be ashamed to ask a question, especially when it comes to something as important as a home security system or anything dealing with security, in my opinion. In summary, we have these three takeaways for you. One, home security systems are a good thing to have. Two, make sure your home security system actually dispatches police. And number three, Alarm systems are there to deter, but won't necessarily stop everyone. As much as we'd like to say home security systems are the end-all be-all to securing your home, they're not. Instead, they're just one piece in a suite of possible options to help secure your home. Still, while they're not a silver bullet, they will provide you with some security and protection and we recommend them be installed with some specific caveats in every home. Now that you know a little bit more about home security systems, what they can and can't protect you from, and what to look out for when it comes to scammers, we hope that you're in a better position to keep your home and your loved ones safe. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Security Explained. If you enjoyed listening, we'd love to hear from you. We're always looking for new topics that our audience finds interesting, and you might be able to pick our next show. Feel free to reach out via social media or rate our podcast on your listening platform to let us know how we're doing. You can find us on the web at securityexplained.fm or on Twitter at SecExplained. 
Thanks again, and until next time, stay safe.